0: going to start in Durham where the school board is meeting again on Friday that's tomorrow to deal with the salary issue that sparked massive walkouts among teachers and staff 11 Durham schools were closed yesterday as teachers called out sick and protest against a change in the salary schedule that amounts to pay cuts for many district employees even as salaries for public school workers in general are already an issue in the first place teachers and staff held two rallies yesterday in Durham with significant support from parents even as those parents had to juggle their own schedules to deal with the closures. Tomorrow, school board meeting is set to begin at 3 o'clock. In the meantime, school board chair Bettina Umstead issued a statement saying, quote, the board is absolutely committed to getting all matters with our employees resolved fairly and as soon as possible. Over to Raleigh, where Duke Energy is reportedly proposing a new approach to energy production to meet an unexpected spike in demand in North Carolina. Duke is still planning to phase out coal use by 2035, replacing it with a variety of energy sources, including renewables. Though environmental advocates are still criticizing the company for relying too heavily on natural gas as well as nuclear power. In legal news, another lawsuit has been filed against North Carolina's new legislative district maps, this one by a group of plaintiffs that includes a Republican former state Supreme Court justice, Bob Orr. The new lawsuit objects to the gerrymandering of districts not because they benefit one party over another, but because they make the vast majority of districts non-competitive, effectively a done deal no matter how North Carolinians vote in the actual election. The lawsuit says that violates the state constitution. The suit was filed yesterday in Wake County Superior Court. No timeline on when it might be resolved. That lawsuit comes as we're getting closer and closer to the 2024 elections, where North Carolina Republicans are hoping to extend their supermajority in the state house and Senate while Democrats try to break it. Democratic state house minority leader Robert Reeves of Chatham County appeared on 97.9 The Hill during On the Porch with Randy Bowler, saying North Carolina would be a destination state if Democrats were in charge. This is what he meant.
1: We've got all the natural resources we need. So the question is, what type of atmosphere do we put up? And the state that figures this out is going to be the one that wins the war. And I think that what we do is we invest in what we already do well. We're already great at education, invest even more in education. That's up and down from K up through graduate level. The next thing that you do is that education investment will also spur more economic growth. You recruit good companies who are going to be good corporate citizens, you know, who aren't here to do bad things for the community but are here to build your community. You make sure that you've got a top-notch health system so that if you're an employer, you don't have people missing a lot of work hours for sickness. If you're an employee, you understand that you don't have to worry if you've got a cough, if you've got a problem. You know, should I go to the doctor? Can I afford to go to the doctor? We should never be in that situation. And I think that when you put those things together – then that gives you the type of place everybody wants to come to. Because when it comes down to it, folks don't want all of this animosity and all this acrimony. They just don't. Now, the folks who are in charge are in power right now, they want to keep it like that. They want to keep it at each other's throats, mad at each other about something finding things. What I want is a state that helps us understand that this only works if we work together. That's Robert Reeve speaking there. You can listen back to the full episode by visiting the
0: 97.9 The Hill radio page on our website, chapelborough.com. Turning now to health news, North Carolina saw a slight drop in COVID-related hospitalizations last week, but an uptick in COVID particles found in wastewater. Both numbers still relatively high as we're in the middle of winter, so health officials are still urging everyone to stay up to date on your COVID and flu vaccines. Speaking of health news, this is the week of our annual Forum on the Hill here on WCHL. 15-hour-long panels throughout the week with local movers and shakers weighing in on critical issues. Yesterday's forum featured a panel on equity in health. With panelists including Andrea Caesar of UNC Health, which recently opened a new youth behavioral health facility in Butner. Here's Caesar on why that effort is so important.
2: One of the areas that we're focused on at UNC Health um, in terms of behavioral health are youth and adolescents. And the reason why is because mm-hmm. this is the biggest problem that we're seeing mental health with our kids. Mm-hmm. And so we have opened a brand new behavioral health facility in Butner, North Carolina. It has mm-hmm. 54 beds, yeah. over 200 providers from UNC Health and also the UNC School of Medicine. And we know that this is not going to fix everything, but it's a start. Um, opening this facility is a partnership with the Department of North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services, and ideally, we are aiming to serve those who are underserved, under resourced. Those who did not have Medicaid, (laughs) but now have Medicaid. Uh, Because if you have private insurance, it's a little bit easier to get care, specifically behavioral health care. But prevention is about uh, this integrated health care model. It's about holistic care. uh, But it's about starting with our kids so that they can grow up normalizing, um, taking care of themselves, and being open to sharing about how they feel. And how you feel is so important mm-hmm. to your overall sense of well-being. And that's what this whole point about equity is.
0: That's Andrea Caesar speaking there. Listen back to the forum so far at chapelboro.com slash forum on the hill. And you can tune in today from 3 to 6 p.m. for Thursday's forum, which includes panels on economic development, sustainability, and local nonprofits. Back locally, more good news for town officials in Pittsboro as water testing continues following a chemical spill in the Haw River last week in Burlington. The town has taken steps to protect its own water supply and the latest round of tests shows an extremely low level of 1,4-dioxane in the water, suggesting the town has done its work. As a precaution, town officials say they'll continue limiting the amount of water they pull from the river through the end of the week. In the meantime, they're asking Pittsboro residents to continue limiting their non-essential water usage including things like outdoor irrigation and washing vehicles. Residents can also get free drinking water at the Chatham Marketplace 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. 6.17, your time. Time now for sports brought to you this hour by Mac Orthodontics. Big game tonight for UNC women's basketball as the 24th-ranked Tar Heels head to Raleigh to face 5th-ranked NC State. Carolina's coming off a loss to Virginia while the Wolfpack are on a three-game win streak. Both teams, though, are among five separated by just one game in the fight for first place in the ACC. Tip-off time is 8 o'clock tonight. We've got all the action for you right here on 97.9 The Hill starting with pregame coverage at 7.30. Speaking of basketball, individual honors for Tar Heel men's star Harrison Ingram just named as one of 10 candidates for the Julius Irving Award, which goes to the top small forward in the nation. Ingram is averaging 12 points and nine rebounds a game for UNC this season, more than 11 boards a game in conference play. He's not the only Tar Heel who got individual honors yesterday. Congrats also to the eight UNC volleyball stars and 16 football stars who earned all ACC academic honors, including quarterback Drake May. Over to football now, where the Reese's Senior Bowl is set to take place this Saturday in Alabama, with some of the nation's best seniors putting their skills on display for NFL scouts. UNC will have two players at the game, wide receiver Tez Walker and linebacker Cedric Gray. Here's Gray on why he's excited about playing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of where all the, you know, big-time seniors kind of, you know, go play the ball, um, you know, postseason after the season. I think it's a very, very big opportunity Uh, There'll be endless scouts there, endless coaches there, um, examining and and taking notes of players, and uh, that's a big opportunity for me, Um, not only that, but just to learn a lot um, throughout the process. I think that will help a lot as well, so it's it's pretty much a no-brainer for me to kind of go ahead and accept that invite as soon as I get it. It's a huge honor to be invited to the Senior Bowl, so definitely will be attending. And Cedric
0: Gray there. Speaking of upcoming games, UNC has set the time and date for its spring game. Mark your calendars for April 20th, 3 p.m. in Keenan Stadium.